I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 423. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking, and ultimately, your life. Before we get started today, could I ask a favor? If you haven't had a chance yet, could you review the podcast? If you go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash more than a song, there are easy links there to leave a review, including a new feature on Spotify where you can at least leave a star rating for any podcast you follow. Thank you so much in advance. It keeps me in front of new listeners, and I love to hear your honest feedback. I had so much fun in God's Word this week. I can't wait to take you along the same path of interaction that I meandered down. Now, my husband sent me a song that he heard on the radio, and you know if he sent it, it's because he liked the beat first, (laughs) and that's just how he's wired. But Andrew Ripp's song, Fill My Cup, ended up being the perfect launching off point and will be a great song in your playlist to remind you of all that you've studied and discovered. But before we dive into scripture, let's listen. What's the first place in scripture you think of when you talk about a cup running over? Do you think of Psalm 23? Well, starting in verse 5, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So in the beginning of this psalm, uh, you're, it, you've got this scene of a shepherd and sheep in the great outdoors. There are pastures and valleys and all those kinds of things. But the second half of the song is in the tent, the dwelling place of God. I'm going to link to a podcast episode by a friend of mine, Debbie DeVries, and I knew the day I heard it, I first heard it, that I would come back to it at just the right time. The teaching was so good. And Debbie talks about the scene that we are thrust into in these few verses. I'm going to share a few of her thoughts here, but I, I highly encourage you to check out the entire episode for yourself later. Uh, but instead of considering the shepherd and his sheep, now we're invited into a much more intimate setting, and that is of a hospitable host and guest. And in the na- ancient Near East, this kind of hospitality uh, was to provide shelter and food, but it also provided protection from harm. So even if the guest had an enemy that was at the door, that enemy would not be allowed in as long as the guest was being hosted. 
So when you read, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, uh, it's a place of blessing and protection. So the, the one setting the table, he did not eliminate the presence of the enemy, but the guest was still able to experience the bounty even with the enemy at the door. So this doesn't mean that we're not going to have trouble or harm in this life. We know that from experience, right? This is a reminder of the enemy's inability to take our eternal spiritual life from us. That's a line that God will not allow to be crossed. All of those such beautiful thoughts, don't you think? So when I was drawn away from meditating on Psalm 23 to Psalm 16, it's a beautiful Psalm to meditate on. And Meditation, by the way, is one of the Bible interaction tool exercises I like the most. I call these exercises bites, and these are the various ways that I interact with Scripture on a weekly basis. I have some favorite go-tos, and I don't mind mixing it up, but if you've ever wanted to know how to interact with God's Word beyond just reading it, try my bites. In fact, if you subscribe to michellekneesat.com, I'll email you the show notes from the episode of the week, and I always list the bites that I use in that week's episode in the show notes. So even if you don't follow along and study or don't even listen to the podcast, you could just try a new Bible interaction tool exercise each week, and I know it will liven up your time in God's Word. Now, one final word on bites. I didn't create them. I've curated them. I get I get new ideas from listening to amazing Bible teachers and preachers all the time. So as always, feel free to use them in your study. Use them in your teaching times. Chat about them with your friends over coffee. Uh, feel free. I've just curated them for use and for sharing. But back to meditation. Now, what I mean by that is to let the text roll around in your mind a bit. For example, the reason I was drawn to Psalm 16 is because verse 5 says, The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. I wanted that thought to roll around in my mind because in Psalm 23, God is filling my cup until it overflows. But here, he is my cup. He's the blessing inside the cup that provides refreshment and abundance, and he's the cup itself. I don't want to tell you where to go with that thought, but if you don't take the time to let it roll around in your mind, if you don't take the time to look at it from many angles, if you don't meditate on it, you won't get as much out of the truth of scripture that I did this week. Give yourself permission to slow down and ponder things for a while, even if you can't come to a neat and tidy conclusion. You know, we talked about that last week too. So let's read verse five and six again. Uh, The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Now, for the Israelites, a portion referred to the inheritance that God's people received in the promised land. Uh, It was the land and the presence. The land and God's presence were a package deal in that beautiful inheritance. And I know we've, we've talked about the cup already, but to recap, this would have referred to a refreshing drink offered to a guest as an act of kindness and hospitality. So God both is the cup and fills the cup. Isn't that just like him? He, he takes on all of the, of the responsibility, just like in Christ where he is the priest, the mediator between us and God and the sacrifice, the payment to give us access to God's throne. So remember the tent in Psalm 23, the place where a table was set in the presence of the enemy? Where is that for us? Listen to the words of Jesus in John 14. 
Verse 23, Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Isn't that amazing? God comes to us to make his home in us. God is both our inheritance and source of blessing as he makes his home in us as adopted sons and daughters, not merely travelers passing through, but but children of God. What an abundant place of provision and protection, a beautiful inheritance indeed, our portion. But that's not all. (laughs) Our song sings about our cups being filled to overflowing. And I ask the question, what does God, our cup and our portion, what does he want to pour into our cup? Well, our song gives us a few ideas, but I really want you to dive into scripture to, to discover what it says for yourself. I'll give you a little shove in the right direction. And I'm even going to share a little bit of what I discovered, but I'm purposefully going to leave a little on the table because it is so thrilling to make the connections for yourself. You can do this. Now, if nothing else, you've already been pointed to two different Psalms that you can read and meditate on this week. But if you're ready for a bit more, let's try this. I'm going to start with our theme verse for the week. I chose Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Isn't that a good one? So fill my cup, Lord, with joy and peace. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. May my life overflow with hope. I need all of this today. I really do. So with that verse in mind, I went to one of my favorite online Bible resources, BibleHub.com. Why is it in my why is it my favorite? <laughs> well, because I use it a lot and I'm very familiar with it and how to navigate it. There are many other resources that will offer you the same results. So if you have a favorite, don't switch, okay? But if you've never used a resource like this before, you can kind of follow along with me on Bible Hub and I'll point you in the right direction. So when you look up a verse in Bible Hub on the desktop, it it looks a little different on the app. It's just so much easier to navigate on the desktop if you're doing this kind of study. If you type in Romans 15, 13 in the little search bar, it's going to pull up that verse in a variety of translations. What a great tool if you want to see how other translators translated a verse. That's a bite to you, but not necessarily one we're going to use this week. So over to the right is a context box showing you that verse in the midst of the verses around it. And But that verse will be highlighted in blue. And if you click on any word in your feature verse, it will take you directly to the Strong's Concordance to tell you what that word is in the original language. In my case, I clicked on the word fill and it brought me to pleuroo, which is the Greek word meaning to make full or complete. So then over to the right, once I'm in the Strong's Concordance, I can see every place in the Bible that this word is mentioned, verse by verse. It's going to show you like the first 20 or so. And of course, we're in Greek, so this is a Greek word, so this is only going to be the New Testament. So it will show you the first 20 or so, but if you scroll all the way down, you'll see that there are 88 times this word is mentioned. So then I clicked on the hyperlink where it said 88 occurrences, and it brought me to another screen with just the listing of when this word is mentioned, all 88 times, just scroll all the way down. Now, I noticed that this word could be used in the way that it's used in our feature verse, in the way that we're thinking of, like filling a cup. But it also means to complete. 
So often it's translated fulfilled. So when I was looking at these 88 occurrences, I kind of skipped over any time it was translated fulfilled and just focused in on when it meant fill in the in the way I was thinking of it. Um, and, and don't don't overthink this. I mean, think about it. If I say trunk and I, you know, that could be at, at the back of my car or it could also be on an elephant. So it's not that this word is I'm, I'm skipping over stuff. I'm just skipping over the times when it doesn't mean what we're talking about in, in the context of the sentence. So then I use the bite of making a list. I would write the verse down. I would go and read that verse to see what it was about. And then I would kind of make notes that way. So for example, Luke 240 referenced Jesus as a young boy being filled with wisdom. John 12, 3 referenced the time that Mary poured out perfume on the feet of Jesus and filled the house, filled the house with the fragrance of her sacrificial worship. In John 15, 11, Jesus prayed that our joy would be made full. But in contrast, in John 16, 6, we see the disciples filled with sorrow because at this time, God's actual plan of redemption didn't match their desires, right? They came around, but in the moment they were sad because they thought they were losing Jesus. They didn't realize that they were gaining him in eternity. And then also that that meant that we gained him in eternity too. And then I discovered Peter quoting Psalm 16 in Acts chapter 228. That was cool uh, because I was already in Psalm 16. So that was a cool discovery and a connection to what I'd already been studying. Now, one more. There was a there was a contrast shown clearly in Ephesians 518. Paul contrasts being filled with wine versus filled with the Holy Spirit. Keep reading that one in context to see what the results are. Those are that's that's all those kinds of things were on my list. I just went verse by verse by verse. But I want to finish up with these thoughts today um, because there's going to be I didn't give you all 20. Right. I just gave you five or six. So as you go through and 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 list those out, do kind of the 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 grunt work and begin to see things that might pop out at you and themes and connections and all of that stuff, just so you can see what does scripture talk about that that is filled what what does it talk about that's your goal but in the sermon on the mount we looked we looked at this last week we see in one of those beatitudes and it's talking about being filled matthew 5 6 says blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled now what will they be filled with righteousness you know the thing they hunger and thirst for the most and i, I contrast that with romans 129 it showed up on my list it talks about being filled with unrighteousness. And there Paul is speaking of those who refuse to acknowledge God. And if you go read in Romans chapter 1, you can see what the overflow of a life filled with unrighteousness looks like. It's kind of scary. And after this bite of uh, using this bite of compare and contrast, we compared these two verses and their context because we because of them being filled with righteousness versus unrighteousness, I want to continue with this thought as we wrap up today. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Now, 1 Corinthians teaches us that Christ is our righteousness. It adds that he's our wisdom and our sanctification and our redemption too. But when we seek to be filled with righteousness, when we hunger and thirst for righteousness, what we are seeking and what we're really seeking is to be filled with with Jesus. You know, a cup that runs over cannot hold all that is being poured into it. Keep that in mind. 
But Jesus says this. Jesus encourages us that if we are thirsty, we come to him to drink. In John 7, 37, he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So we're thirsty. We're thirsty for righteousness. We're thirsty for righteousness. Christ is our righteousness. We come to him and drink fully from him all he has to offer. And what comes out? What is the overflow? Out of our heart will flow rivers of living water. John goes on to explain that the rivers of living water flowing from our heart is the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that we receive when we believe in Christ. All those things that we're singing about wanting God to fill us with. It's him. It's him. Fill my cup, Lord, with you, for you are joy. Fill my cup, Lord, with you, for you are peace. Fill my cup, Lord, with you, for you are hope. Don't you see when you when you ask God to fill your cup, you are asking him to fill you with himself. And then that is what will flow out of you. The very presence of God and all those things things that we're seeking, all these end results, this hope, this joy, this peace that we think of in separation from Christ is Christ. (laughs) And Ephesians reiterates the truth that Jesus teaches us in John. In chapter 1, verse 23, we learn that Christ fills all in all. And then in chapter 3, verse 19, we learned that we are filled with all the fullness of God when we comprehend the love of Christ. So don't forget, God is our cup and God fills our cup with himself to overflowing. What amazing truths to ponder. So what's next? We'll read Psalm 23 and Psalm 16. Meditate on these two Psalms and meditate on the idea that God is both our cup and the one who fills it to overflowing. Then take the challenge to look up verses talking about things and people being filled and discover what God's word has to say about it. What you learn may just change your perspective forever. You can do it. You really can. While you're in God's word this week, uh, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Instagram at michellekneesat. I'm on Facebook. Michelle L. Kneesat is my public page, and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, More Than a Song is a proud member of the NRT Podcast Network. You can check out other podcasts in the network and Christian music resources at newreleasetoday.com. And I would be honored if you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. But if you sign up on my website too at michellekneesat.com, then I'm able to email you once a week with the show notes of all the scriptures I use, the links to resources I use in my personal study, the ones I mentioned, and the ones that I didn't mention that I used to prepare the week's uh, comments. Now, my featured free resource for email subscribers this week is an archive of my interactive worksheets that I've created for various podcasts over the years. You can find them all in one place in the archive I've created. You'll gain exclusive access to that archive when you subscribe to my email list at michellekneesat.com. Now, with that in mind, I want to thank all my new subscribers who've subscribed recently, like Lisa from Washington, Jasmine from Tennessee, Stacy from Texas, and Rita from Arkansas. Welcome. And don't forget, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneesat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. 
Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Firm Foundation, He Won't by Maverick City Music to dive into scripture. This one is on repeat on my playlist. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 423. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.